It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And many of us are getting the news on this week on our brand new rigs, the rigs we all bought Monday, Cyber Monday. Okay, I'm Graham, VK4BB, and this week, WIA Secretary Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, and Editor-in-Chief of WIA Amateur Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, plus, of course, much, much more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. Thanks, Graham, and good morning, listeners. This is Peter Clee, VK8ZZ. The World Radio Conference are held every three to four years to review and, if necessary, revise the radio regulations. That is, the International Treaty Governing the Use of Radio Frequency Spectrum and the Geostationary Satellite and Non-Geostationary Satellite Orbits. One of the outcomes of previous WRCs was the introduction of the 10, 18 and 24 MHz bands, better known as the WARC bands. In the WRC 2015, it developed a consensus around the new 15 kilohertz wide global secondary 60 metre amateur allocation of 5351.5 to 5366.5 kilohertz. This allocation is yet, however, to be adopted in Australia by the ACMA. WRC 19 concluded with several international agreements, including International Mobile Telecommunications or 5G, the Global Maritime Distress and Safety System, and communications over wireless access systems, including local radio area networks or Wi-Fi. The WRC 23 is currently being held from the 20th of November to the 15th of December in Dubai. Australia is represented at the World Radio Conference by the Department of Infrastructure, Transport, Regional Development, Communications and the Arts. As the peak national body for amateur radio in Australia, the Wireless Institute of Australia have sent two members in the Australian delegation to represent amateur radio on behalf of all Australian amateurs. Our representatives are Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, and Peter Picorni, VK2EMR. WRC23 has an agenda item at 9.1 on the future of the 23-centimetre band. This band intersects and overlaps with the Radio Navigation Satellite Service. In the lead-up to WRC23, the Working Party 5A was unable to come to a consensus recommendation for this issue because of some hard resistance from several states. So the final decisions on this item will be up to debate inside of the WRC23. The president of the International Amateur Radio Union, Tim Ellum, was interviewed and that link is available in the text version. So we anxiously await reports from our delegates and ultimately the outcomes of this World Radio Conference. This is Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, a WAA Director and Secretary. This is Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. I believe issue 6 has begun to circulate in letterboxes and newsagents, much to the chagrin of the clickerati inhabiting social media, apparently. While attending the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society's annual ham fest here the other week, I was accosted by a fellow ham, as often happens at ham fests, who revealed that he rather liked issue 5. But before I could ask him why, he said, How do you do it? How do you keep turning them out? I replied as I generally do, it's a team effort. 
the Publications Committee, the Production Graphics Guy and I all working together. And so that became the theme of my editorial in issue 6. Turning to the centre pages, once again, issue 6 this year carries the 2024 contest calendar, which Alan VK4SN compiles and produces each year, and posts on his website. Being the centre pages, you can lift them out and stick the calendar to the wall on your shack, on the fridge door, or wherever it takes your fancy. Lou VK3AQZ continues detailing his three-band HF rig for the road. Justin VK7TW provides a maker's viewpoint of his short vertical for the 160m band. Don VK6JDM explains how to make open wire ladder line from low-cost agricultural parts. For something more celestial, Kevin VK4UH explains the joys of meteor scatter propagation. Newcomer's Notebook this issue covers the matter of forward, reflected and standing waves. Speaking of which, on page 5, board member Giles VK5GK offers some worthy reflections. Naturally, it's time for the 2024 rules for the Ross Hole Memorial VHF contest. There's more besides. Just let me pop this in here. Why not take a turn to put VK90AR to air? Instructions are on the WIA website online event calendar. So, Amateur Radio Magazine, Volume 91, Issue Number 6, All Guts, No Gab, serving Australian hams for 90 years, proudly produced and printed in Australia. Also available online, working together with the webmaster. Always published to a schedule, never random. I'm Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1 WIA News. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1 WIA. Now with international news, Jason, VK2 LAW. Hello. Some news relating to WRC 23. Discussions on 40 to 50 megahertz radar sounders continues with some progress. After merging various proposals, multiple satellite-borne radars with 10 dB gain Yagi antennas would be free to transmit over polar regions at any time of day, not just at 3am, with restricted operation outside the defined areas unless agreed by the countries concerned. IARU is particularly concerned that these have wideband transmissions and will cause an issue in the adjacent 50 MHz weak signal DX segment. For technical reasons, the radars don't fully turn off, so there's a complex set of power flux density limits in and outside of polar regions and in the adjacent 50 to 54 MHz band that are yet to be decided. Using radio waves to diagnose climate issues. We asked the question, can radio waves help diagnose climate issues? A team of researchers says yes. The atmosphere has a message for us, and it's possible that we may be able to receive it thanks to the 6G networks of the future. The next generation form of telecommunications is already being eyed for cellular development, but it's in the range from 100 gigahertz into the terahertz frequencies and positions it for another unintended use. According to an amateur radio newsline report, read an article in the IEEE Spectrum, 
Waves utilised by 6G are easily absorbed by gases in the atmosphere. As such, scientists may be able to use the radio waves to discern what kind of atmospheric gases are present, especially the kind that imperil the well-being of the planet and those of us who live on it. Boston researcher Josep Jornet suggests that because different molecules absorb electromagnetic radiation differently, scientists can employ 6G transmissions in much the same way spectroscopy was used to identify which molecules were present and what their concentration is. Yornay, in fact, calls it over-the-air spectroscopy. Although 6G networks are not ready for prime time, the study's authors believe a dual-purpose 6G network of the future could have immense benefits. To news from Region 1, hams throughout IARU Region 1 have set aside a day to celebrate radio's growing accessibility for persons with disabilities, and that day has now arrived. United Nations has declared the 3rd of December to be the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. This is the day to recognise and celebrate the accessibility that amateur radio provides to everyone, either through special equipment designed to be used by hams with various disabilities or recognising nets organised by disabled amateurs. Activities on this day celebrate the inclusion that radio offers despite many individuals' personal challenges. The Region 1 coordinator Riri, Oscar Delta 5 Romeo India, has said many member societies will be getting on the air with special call signs. There'll also be other on-air events to raise awareness of the ongoing need for ham radio to be an inclusive community. Individual operators and member societies will be honoured for their participation. Bahrain Amateur Radio Society is but one station QRV, with the special event station Alpha 91 India Delta Papa Delta for the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. Riri said the activities support the Global Programme Sustainable Development Goals, which include the removal of inequality. To news from Region 3, Shimla is the capital of the northern Indian state of Himachal Pradesh in the Himalayan foothills, and in a bid to promote amateur radio as an effective tool for alternate communication during emergencies, the Himachal Pradesh government has announced a subsidy of up to 60,000 Indian rupees for basic equipment to all persons who have passed the licensing examination to be ham radio operators. That's around 1,000 Australian dollars. A wireless communication network through amateur radio is one of the most effective and alternative means of communication. The skills of a trained amateur radio operator can be used for public service in times of need and emergency, said Chief Minister Sukhavinda Singh Sukhu in a statement issued here on Sunday. Now to weird and wonderful. Last week, I told you of the MacGyver-type umbrella antenna. This week, a little antenna with a lot of can-do. What can you do with a can of ham? Well, you can make a sandwich for one thing, or you can make contact on a local repeater. John Williams, VK4JJW, explains. Viewers of his YouTube channel, Ham Radio Rookie, now know that Ben Eady, VE6SFX, has become a man with a can and a plan. The can once contained ham, and the plan for the can was grand. Ben first ate the ham, washed the can, and got to his plan. 
He turned it into an antenna. That's right, an antenna. It was Ben's latest experiment on his channel's new feature called Will It Ham? The seven-minute video shows him attaching a PVC pipe, adding a few 3D-printed pieces to the assembly, and putting a jumper on it to turn it into a slot antenna. After finding a likely feed point, he checks it with a nano-VNA and declares it beautifully resonant on 70 centimetres and ready for a radio check on a local repeater with the help of a friend. He tells his friend, I'm talking to you via a can of ham, and the good signal report that comes back is clearly no baloney. His friend asks, would the antenna be as resonant if the ham was still inside? Oh, that's a question Ben could surely sink his teeth into. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. Meanwhile, he tells YouTube viewers that he's in search of other possible projects that are too absurd for anyone else to do. What's in his future? Maybe he'll turn a tin of tuna into a tuna. For VK1WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. ARRL 10 Meter Contest. The ARRL 10 Meter Contest is on the air from 0000 hours UTC on Saturday 9 December until 2359 hours UTC on Sunday 10 December using CW and SSB and operating for a maximum of 36 hours out of the 48 hour period. Off timers must be at least 30 minutes long. All stations exchange a signal report, while US, Canadian and Mexican stations send their state or province. DX stations send a serial number, and maritime mobile stations send ITU region 1 to 3. Your log must be uploaded within 7 days after the contest. Now contest wise 2024. Ross Hall Memorial Contest running on VHF and above for the month of January. January 2024, VHF, UHF Summer Field Day, 13-14 January. Australia Day Contest. It is held on the Australia Day Public Holiday, 26th of January. Some VK operators will be using the AX prefix to celebrate Australia Day. New Zealand's Dog White Memorial Field Day will be 24-25 February 2024. Trans-Tasman Lobbying Contest. July 21, 2024. August 17, 18, 2024, Remembrance Day Contest. This contest commemorates the Australian amateurs who died during World War II. Again, the 2024 contest is 17 and 18 August. DX Window, December. VI-10 VKFF running all year celebrates the 10-year anniversary of the VKFF group. VK90AR for Amateur Radio Magazine. The WIA will be running the VK90AR activity until December 31. Special event station VI100MB celebrates the centenary of the Manny Warringah Radio Society. France. Activist special call sign TM125ED through to the 31st of December, marking the 125th anniversary of a public demonstration by Radio Pioneer, Eugene Deschale, of wireless communication between the Eiffel Tower, Paris, and the Pantheon in Rome. All CW and SSB QSOs will be confirmed automatically via the Bureau and EQSL. Switzerland. HB8DELOY is the special call sign for members of the Swiss Air Force Museum's Radio Club commemorating the 100th anniversary of the first transatlantic amateur two way contact between Leon Deloy, F8AB, and Fred Schnell. 1MO.
which took place on 28th November 1923. Look for activity until the 31st of December. QSL via HB9 ACA. Bureau preferred. Taiwan. BM0 QSO until December 31 using mostly digital modes. QSL via BM2JCC. Luxembourg. LX90 RTL is used to celebrate the 90th anniversary of Radio Luxembourg's first longwave broadcast. For more information, see qrz.com. India. Special event station AT30IIH is QRV until December 31 to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Indian Institute of Hams. His focus is to train and bring young people into our amateur radio community. Norway. LA100K is the special call sign in use by the oldest amateur radio club in Norway until the 31st of December. Namibia. QRV is V51WH from Oromoru until the end of April 2024. Activities on 160 to 10 metres, including 60 metres for those in the world able to use that band. V51WH. QSL to Gunter. Home call is DK2WH. For BK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, BK4FUQ, Inningham. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3FFF. And a very good day to you. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital. The VK2 RPM Radnet DMR Repeater is now on air from Middle Brother Mountain. It's providing excellent DMR mobile and handheld radio coverage in the large area between Port Macquarie and Taree. There is now almost continuous DMR coverage along the Pacific Highway from south of Kempsey to south of Sydney. The VK2 RPM DMR repeater has filled in the gap that previously existed between the coverage areas of the VK2 RCN DMR repeater at Telegraph Point and the Great Lakes VK2 RGL DMR repeater. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Happy 10th birthday, FunCube 1. November 21st, 2023 marked the 10th anniversary of our very first CubeSat mission, FunCube 1. A very short time after the launch from Russia and within a few minutes from deployment, the very first frame of data from the low-power transmitter on board was detected and decoded by ZS1LS in South Africa. He relayed the data over the internet from his dashboard to the data warehouse and the numbers appeared as if by magic at the launch party being held at the RSGB National Radio Centre at Bletchley Park. After a brief checkout, the FunCube team were able to switch the transmitter to full power again at the very first attempt and were quite amazed at the strength of the signal from the 300 milliwatt transmitter on 145.935 MHz. The transponder was then switched on, the first contact between G6LVB and M5AKA. The team finished the day with a request to AMSAT NA for an Oscar number and were delighted to receive the AO73 Oscar 73 designation.
Since then, FunCube 1 has operated with in excess of 53,500 orbits, 1.3 billion miles travelled, 61 million telemetry data packets transmitted, and with more than 10.9 million unique data packets downloaded and stored in the data warehouse. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Military The FCC has issued a waiver to allow US ham radio operators to communicate with federal stations on and around Pearl Harbor Day. The American Radio Relay League requested the limited four-day waiver from the Mobility Division of the Wireless Telecommunications Bureau. The Commission explained the waiver request is for the limited purpose of a short-term event relating to National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, commemorating the 82nd anniversary of the Pearl Harbor attack and to allow amateur licensees to practice communication techniques with the United States military from December 6th to 9th, 2023. The waiver is conditional on participating stations monitoring the three identified federal frequencies of 14.375 MHz, 18.1625 MHz and 21.856 MHz. Responding on spectrum allocated to the amateur service and only at the request of event organisers, operating consistent with the privileges of their amateur licences, and limiting communications to the period December 6th to 9th. The annual commemoration remembers the 2,403 service members and civilians killed during the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbour on December 7th, 1941. Another 1,178 people were injured in the attack, which permanently sank two US Navy battleships and destroyed 188 aircraft. In 1994, Congress designated December 7th as National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur old-timers, and it's to Clive, VK6CSW. Reminding you that tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's December Bulletin to go to air. This month, as well as the latest club news, I'll be relating a recent story about some pitfalls when hiring a Tesla EV. This will be followed by an AI-generated discussion on the history of the transistor and its early development. Everyone, REOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the program and to join in the callbacks afterwards. Full details of all transmission times and modes can be found on the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au or just Google RAOTC Broadcasts. If none of the transmission times suit you, you can download the audio file at any time from today from the club website. The next lunchtime meeting for members and friends of the RAOTC in Perth at the Woodbridge Hotel, East Guildford, will be on Tuesday, December the 12th. All are welcome. Full details are published on the club website. There'll be no broadcast in January as per usual. However, we will return on the first Monday in February. Once again, tune in tomorrow for the December REOTC Bulletin. Enjoy the program and please join in the callbacks afterwards. 7-3 from Clive VK6CSW. Thanks, Clive. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur young timers, Yota, and now to Alec, VK2APC. Thank you, Bruce. 
December Yoda Month from IARU Region 1. A reminder to all listeners that December is once again Youngsters on the Air Yoda Month. This is a busy time of year, especially for we young ham radio operators across the world. This December, many Yoda teams will light up the bands in the interest of giving even more youngsters a taste of our great hobby. A full list of participating stations can be found on the website in the text and video editions of this week's WIA National News. For the entire month, several youngsters will become active with Yoda as the callsign suffix. The idea for this is to show the amateur radio hobby to the youth and to encourage youngsters to be active on the radio waves. Therefore, if you happen to hear a Yoda station active on the bands over the month of December, please take a few minutes to give them a call as it's a great way to help promote the service to the next generation of DXs, contesters, and rag chewers. One such Yoda call is from the SARL, the special events call sign ZS9 Yoda. With a grant from Amateur Radio Digital Communications, ARDC, for almost 307,000 AUD and private donations of more than $30,000, the University of Scranton Amateur Radio Club in Pennsylvania has installed new amateur radio equipment and antennas for its station, W3USR. The station uh, features the -the state-of-the-art operating positions with heavy-duty controllers, all-mode transceivers, speakers, desktop microphones, and other components. A 40-foot tower with a high-frequency antenna for 14, 21, and 28 MHz has been installed, as well as VHF and UHF satellite and microwave antennas. The impact of the new station means everything to the club. When you can bring a group of students into a new facility like this one, the impact makes a lasting impression that will allow them to fully experience amateur radio. An additional room near the amateur radio shack holds equipment and antennas connections and will be used as a lab for controlled ham site space research projects. I'm Alec, VK2APC in Sydney. And thanks, Alec. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. This was in news courtesy of VK2WI. Dementia Australia has started to advertise its memory walk and jog events for 2024 and Wyson will be providing communications for these events all over VK2, VK1 and beyond. So there will be opportunities for members outside of Sydney to participate. These are great starter events for new or even rusty Wyson members as they take only a couple of hours. Wyson also provides the radios for these events, so you don't even need to bring your own gear. Why not give one a go? You'll find a link to the events list in the text edition of this week's WIA National News. And imagine being missing from your family for 24 years. An alert amateur radio operator in India was able to end one man's long absence from home by simply keeping his eyes open, asking questions, and yes using his radio. It was not an amateur radio contact, but a visit to a TV door at a bus station that led Hams in West Bengal to bring a former military engineer and his family together after the man went missing 24 years ago. The family had last seen him when he was 44 years old and his son was 15. According to news reports, the father disappeared while en route home to Uttar Pradesh from a military camp in Assam, where he had been posted with the military's engineering services department. According to a report on the Statesman website, the family was so certain that he had died in 2006 that they held a funeral ritual for him. 
His son, Raj Kumar, told local news media that in spite of that, he and his two sisters never gave up hope that they would see their father again. The man's wife, however, died a year and a half ago as the search for him continued. The secretary of the West Bend Girl Club, Ambrashna Biswar, VU2JFA, told the statesman that he had spotted a man repeatedly during his frequent visits to a TV door at a bus station during the past few months. He began inquiring about the elderly man, who apparently had only limited information about his family and their whereabouts. The ham shared with his own club what little information he could gather about the man's connections to Uttar Pradesh. West Bengal Hams contacted Hams in Uttar Pradesh and they located the man's remaining family members. As Newsline went to production, the Hams were working with local authorities to have the man return home. This is Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. Thanks, Jim. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F from sunny Benico. 2024 social scene and clubs are welcome to submit text with audio for this section. Details of all WIA-affiliated clubs and WIA-affiliated societies can be found on the WIA website, wia.org.au, and that site includes email addresses and website links. VK3 Barg Hamfest happens Feb 4. It's next door to the Barg Club Rooms at the Ballarat Airport. Happens at 10am. For the whole of VK, it's the WIA AGM, May 4-5 in Bundaberg and National Volunteer Week. That happens Monday the 20th to Sunday the 26th of May. National Volunteer Week is Australia's largest annual celebration of volunteers and their important contribution to our communities. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.